Joining us today on this special holiday edition of the Galagos Radio is a Greek-Canadian comedian and actor who we got a little taste of earlier in today's program. We're speaking with Angelo Tsarujas, who is speaking to us from Los Angeles. Angelo, thank you for joining us today. Uh, a pleasure, Michali. Nice to be on your show today. To get us started, share with us a few words about how you first got your start in comedy and what led you to become a comedian and a performer. Well, you know, Mikalis, I think if you come from a Greek family and chances are in the diaspora where most of us are outside, if you work for a family business, you probably have the right tools to become a comedian. You know, when I was a kid, I remember, I, you know, I, I was born in Montreal, Canada, and I grew up in Ottawa, which is the capital. My dad had a restaurant. So at first I would interact with the customers who came into the restaurant. And, you know, there's a lot of interaction. The nice thing about Greek families is we, we celebrate a lot of the traditions like Christmas, Easter, and it was a good wealth, uh, you know, weddings, funerals, because we're so passionate about that stuff. I found I was always intrigued by how uh, how much material was there. You know, when I do my show, at one point I'll look at the audience and say, look, I wish these were jokes, you know, and I think people listening understand that. It's like, I think when you, comedy, the Greeks coined the best comedy is tragedy plus time. So being in school, uh, when I was about 17 years old in Canada, my friend says, Andrew, you're always telling jokes. Why don't you get up on a variety show? I did it once in high school on a dare, basically, and I was hooked on it. What are some of the moments growing up in a Greek household in the diaspora? What are some of these moments that you draw upon uh, when creating a new comedy today? Wow, <laughs> there's a lot of them. You know, like I, like I said, you know, I remember growing up with the Canadian kids and I go to their houses and if they did something bad, they would, their, their parents would give them a time out. And I, and I think as a Greek, I found this funny because my Jeffries would look at me and say, did you, do you get a timeout when you do something bad? I go, no, uh, we're Greek, Jeffrey. It's hard to have a timeout when you're having a blackout, <laughs> you know? So there's a lot of things that are different. We, uh, I think especially Greeks and most people who are European, I grew up in Canada. So my friends growing up were Italian, Japanese, Indian, Jamaican. I mean, it was, but we all had one thing in common. Our parents would give us the beats. And I think when you're a kid, you don't like it so much. Going to school with a different lunch was different. I would go to school with, you know, Mela Makarona and, you know, Moussaka and all kinds of things. And all the other kids were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And But in the end, the kids wanted to trade with us. You know, I would have dolmades and taramusalata. I remember my mom putting it in the Tupperware. And the kids would try it and going, wow, this is, this is so tasty. And, you know, as Greek kids, we wanted to try bologna and peanut butter. So we never got to, I never got to eat it as a kid. So later on in life, you draw upon those experiences you have growing up and you talk about them. And it's funny, I started off as a mainstream comedian. So when I actually started talking about the Greek stuff, I found a lot of people related to that material because everyone experienced the same situations as I did. Take us through the process of creating new material or creating a new performance. I'm sure many of our listeners have wondered how this works. What is the process like to think of an idea and then to take it all away to finally going out on the stage with it? Well, for me, I travel a lot. And I'll give you a good example. Christmas is coming. So if you want to take me as an example, I'm married to uh, my wife is Armenian-American. 
they're very much like Greeks in the same sense. We can't, nobody can make up their mind where we're going to have Christmas dinner. So it's a really big deal, which isn't a big deal. Then my mom's in Montreal, so she's coming after the New Year's. Alo capello, as we say in Greek, another hat. I have a 15-month-old daughter now. She's taken, we buy her toys, and now when you come into my house, all the stuff in the kitchen's on the floor. There's so many, you know what I'm saying? There's so many situations. And I'll take an idea, for instance, something that happened. Like my mom, you know, I'm speaking to my mom, and I said, she goes, where are you going? You know, I said, you know, mom, I'm going to Vancouver. She goes, oh, make sure you bring clean underwear. <laughs> so I know it sounds dumb, but if you, and, but it's like, mom, a grown man. I'm married. I have a kid. You know, yeah, well, make sure you have uh clean underwear. <laughs> Usually when I get to the border in Canada, they're going to say, Tsarukas, where's your passport? Okay, pull your pants down. we got to check your underwear because your mom called us. So I think it's, I will, sometimes, Mikhaili, I will sit there and listen and observe and then report. That's what comedians do best. They uh, listen, observe, and then report. We most times see things that other people don't see, or we see quirkiness. That's kind of funny. You know, like when I was in Greece, um, I was just there like three weeks ago, and we were in Monasteraki, and we wanted to get in a taxi. And I asked the guy, I said, we're going to see Gru. And he, the guy wasn't going there. So he says, no, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to Kolonaki. And I looked at the guy, I go, aren't you a taxi driver? He goes, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we're going to Sigru. He goes, well, I'm not going there. <laughs> Which for, in Greece may be normal, but for the rest of the world, it's like when you get in a taxi, normally a taxi takes you where you want to go. In Greece, you got to go where the taxi driver is. <laughs> so I think people, when you say that, it's funny because it's it's a idiosyncratic kind of thing that I will look at it going and it, instead of it being the opposite way, it's kind of this way. It's the same way people in Greece don't observe non-smoking signs. They're there. They see them. <laughs> they still smoke. I go, I said to the one guy, well, it says no smoking there. He goes, yeah, there it says no smoking. So if you go over there where the sign is, don't smoke. But here, you can <laughs> smoke. It's about 12 feet away. And, you know, it's funny. I find that funny because it's in a literal sense that, yeah, on the wall it says no smoking. But over here, smoke. <laughs> Recently, you were in Greece, as you just mentioned, and you had your first ever performance in the country. What was it like performing in in Greece for the first time? I was nervous. I was excited and nervous at the same time. There, it was part of a documentary we had done, and one I've had the fortunate. Uh, I've been very fortunate to travel the whole world and do comedy in Australia, New Zealand, Asia, everywhere, England, South Africa, the whole works. The one place everybody kept asking me if I'd ever done comedy and the answer consistently, they would say to me, have you ever done comedy in Greece? Have you ever gone to Greece to do a show? Because to them, it was a natural fit. And I said, no. And that's why I was so happy when we did the show at the Michael Kakoyanis Theater in uh, Tavros in Athens. It was a little bit of an experiment in a sense that I didn't know. I knew I, knew I had a fan base in Greece and there's a huge fan base in the diaspora, but I didn't know how it would translate. And we I did the show in English sprinkled with Greekisms, if you want to call them that. And I was very happy that we had a sold-out show. 
in Greece, and that people came out and supported it. A lot of people, uh, expats were there from Australia, United States, Canada, England, South Africa, Germany, and they had a lot of the, mixed them with a lot of the Greeks. And everybody was like, I thought, everybody kept asking me, do, you know, did you do it in English? And I said, yeah, and everybody understood it. And I was very pleased that the jokes translated and they were a- a- able to get it. Because I suffer from what's called Greek Tourette's sometimes. I'll think of something in English and say it in Greek or the vice versa. I could say it in Greek and English. And I think a lot of us people who are listening will understand that. So I was very pleased. And the people at the Kakoyanis Foundation were so awesome. Um, we did a workshop. I got to see a lot of aspiring and, and, and very talented Greek comedians And when I was in Greece. And I think it's a movement that's happening now. I know they've had stand-up comedy for a while there, but I thought, saw a big mixture of women and men doing comedy and i got to meet a lot of them and it was just as rewarding for me as it was for them so to conclude this it was a lifelong dream you know it's nice now to know that i in my heart went back to my ancestral home and did a show and now i can tell people proudly look i was in greece i did a show and you should you know and people would ask me questions like you know how's the debt crisis how's this it's fine i mean you know I'm aware that there's something happening in Greece, but I always try to be part of the solution, not the problem. We are speaking with the Greek-Canadian comedian and actor Angelo Tsaroukas here on Dialogos Radio in the Dialogos interview series. Now, Angelo, in addition to your comedy, you're also active in the world of acting. Tell us a bit about your acting career. It's interesting. I, I've been When I lived in Canada, I got to do a lot. Of, I, I really have that, I guess mid-america look i don't really look greek at first you know nobody was speaking to me in greek when i was in greece although i speak greek and i've been lucky to work on a lot of films mostly character roles most recently i teamed up um with uh actor and writer fred stoller who's from you know seinfeld and everyone loves raymond he wrote a film called fred and Vinny. it was directed by steve scrovan and I got to play the role of Vinny D'Angelo's complicated guy who's an agoraphobe who um, chain smokes and buys all his food at the dollar store and carries a baseball card collection. And the film is about relationships. And if you guys get a chance, well, it's called Fred and Vinny. And uh, I love the role. I love playing that role. And and, and most recently, we just signed the development deal uh, with CTV, uh, with Vince Vaughn's production company here in Los Angeles for the show's called The Angelo, The Angelo Show. So I've been lucky with that. I, I tend to primarily concentrate a lot on uh, comedy. But at the same time, Michali, I um, I studied acting when I lived in London and especially in Toronto Actors Network and Los Angeles, where I live right now. And I've been lucky. I've been able to work on some huge productions. More notably, in the past, I've worked on the score with Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando. I got to work on John Q with Denzel Washington, James Woods, The Recruit, Al Pacino, Colin Farrell. It goes on, uh, Sylvester Stallone and Avenging Angelo. So, I mean, there's a lot. I was able not only to study the craft, but be on set and work with some of the biggest names in the world. And that's been a lot of fun. And for me, it's always a learning experience. Uh, You know, I think an actor will tell you you're always learning as an actor. Same as comedy. It's a type of craft where you're, you're happy to get the work. But at the same time, you know, you're on, you're on set of John Q and you see Ray Liotta and Robert Duvall doing a scene as a Chicago police captain and fire department. 
and they're wonderful actors and i just thought it was so cool so it's a good mixture of both but i'm excited about my sitcom called the angelo show and i got my fingers crossed that they're gonna love the pilot and then we're gonna get picked up for a regular series And from what I understand, you're also working on a new project called Back to Sparta as well. I believe you hinted at it actually earlier in the interview. Tell us about it. Yeah, Back to Sparta is, it's basically chronically, uh, George Tsutsalas, who's a wonderful filmmaker from Toronto, Canada. I've been friends with George for a long time. And, you know, my life changed uh, when I lived in Canada before my first marriage was failed and my business, a lot of things that happened in my life that, like a lot of people, I guess, you know, failed marriage, failed business. I was bankrupt and I started my life over again. And, and then I rebuilt my life. And then uh, ultimately, <laughs> I knew George from Ottawa and Toronto that I moved to Los Angeles. He liked the whole idea of the story. And like I said, the journey and back to Sparta was my dream to come back to Greece and do at least one show before my father died. In 1998, he always said to me, you know, how come you never go to Greece to do a show? And I thought, good good, good point. And I wanted to, and I'm so happy we did. And my dad's from a little place called Daphnis, Sparta, Laconia, Peloponnesos, which is just about 12, 15 kilometers south of Sparta. And it was wonderful. I got to go to my dad's village, and we chronicled the end of this documentary in Greece because I felt just, come, you know, ending in Los Angeles is like a atypical story going to greece and fulfilling that journey that my dad always said to me he goes why don't you go back to greece and i felt there was an itch i hadn't scratched and i was happy that we went so it kind of chronicles it's just my story michali chronicles my life starting in canada then going to america and then going back to greece and funny my father left greece in 1949 after the war at 15 years old to come to canada because you know they, they had there was not there was there was there were devastation and poverty and like a lot of greeks they had to leave so it was uh, it was kind of fulfilling for me to be able to go back to greece and do this you know it was kind of like uh, my mom was happy i went i think a lot of people a lot of people had doubts that we would go there you know because it wasn't easy but like everything we do i find greeks we always have to do things the hard way but then when we do them we feel very accomplished by them Because if it's just easy, then everybody would do it. I always find the harder something is, the more challenging and more interesting it becomes. So the film is basically chronicling my life. The journey of me losing everything, getting into this crazy business of show business, and fulfilling a a lifelong dream of going to Greece. And I heard the editing has been going good on it. It should be some mid-next year, I think they're going to have something about it. And do you have any future plans to come back to Greece to perform again? I would love to. I mean, now we we planted a seed, right? Because stand-up comedy, I, I've always admired, you know, I got to meet Lakis Lazopoulos, who's a very funny man, very intelligent. I went and saw his show in Sidagma. I always found that, you know, even like Hari Klin, who I grew up listening to, and all those great Greek movies, There's a movement now in the arts community, and I saw it in Greece firsthand that, you know, like America and Canada, you have a lot of comedians who talk about politics. My my take isn't really on that. And going there, I wanted to see how it would work. And I was pleasantly surprised because I was very nervous. I didn't know I can do the show. in. That's why I called the show Gringlish, you know, because it's in Greek. I think in Greek and speak in English. So Gringlish was a, a natural fit. And there's been some talk about coming back to Greece. I think the Greeks were impressed that I would go that much effort to come there and do the show. 
but it was it was a wonderful experience and um you know i love greece and i love the people i love the way they live life there i think there's a lot you know the rest of the world in western media they focus on the wrong things they're always talking about you know debts and crisis and austerity measures let me tell you it's no different in north america or anywhere else i think personally they pick on greece because greeks have you know historically stood up we're non-conforming people and when threatened as a whole in my opinion i think that's when we stick together the most i admire that i feel i have a lot of that in me and that's why they're always i think they never i said there's a lot of other places uh, they could pick on and i thought as an artist outside of greece it was nice to come back to greece and do the show and i'll come back in a heartbeat and i a lot of other artists and actors i've met and talked to in la and toronto new york they all talk i said look guys you all talk about we should do something for greece i was there i went i did it i did the show we taped the show i did the documentary we did it to show the world that yeah maybe there's a couple of problems there but it doesn't mean i said one guy said to me here in la he goes hey how can we help greece and i said go to greece if you want to help greece go to greece Forget Cuba and forget Dominican Republic and Hawaii. They're nice, but it's not Greece. And I told them, you can go to a lot of places in the world, but I'm telling you one thing, there's only one place like Greece. That's the way I feel about it. And I've always wore my heart on my sleeve about it because I'm proud to say I'm Greek. But to me, also talks cheap. You know, I, you know, Michalis, I find that talks cheap and I think put up or shut up. And my father, it's funny because even doing stand-up comedy, you know, I wasn't a lawyer or a doctor or a savvy businessman, but my father gave me the best advice. And he said, look, you know, if this is what you want to do, do it, but do me one favor. And I said, what? He goes, just do it good. Don't do it half-ass. And I thought, you know, it makes sense. He goes, if you're going to do it, do it, but don't just play with it. Do it right. And I feel that, you know, I did it right. I just came to Greece and and I think even the film crew was so amazed about being Athens is such a great city and, and we were in Sparty and all these other places and, and I know I sound like a I sound like an infomercial for Greece, but really, I mean I you know, before I was a comedian, you know, I was a travel agent. I used to sell Greece all the time. And I would tell people, I said, you know, you go to a lot of places, but you everybody if you if you wanna live life, you gotta go to Greece at least once. I think my mom's from Lesbos. She's from Mytilene. And I took my wife on our honeymoon to Santorini. We were in Naxo and Paros, and then we went to Athens. I mean, it's wonderful. And I think too many people, Michali, they, they focus on the negative, and I, I don't. I focus on the positive. And I think that's just my attitude in life. You know, I just went to Greece and did it. I even think the Greeks were a little shocked by it. And they're like, hey, you know, and one guy said that we, we learned something from you. You know, and I think you got to be a little nuts to be in this entertainment business anyway. So it paid off. Absolutely. So finally, and in wrapping up, where can our listeners find out more about you and your performances and what you're working on? Well, my website is a good start. It's, uh, you know, funnygreek.com. And then if they, they can also go to tsarukas.com with a CH. I, I can say to a Greek audience, they get it. Because when I say to another audience, <laughs> they can never pronounce my name. It's with Tsarukas, T-S-A-R-O-U-C-H-A-S. And my Twitter is at, at Tsaruk. So it's A-N-G-T-S-A-R-O-U-C-H. 
And, and what, what do they call? They told me what do they call the atzim? Uh, how do they say it in Greek? They told me it was really funny when they told me. It's uh, papaki. <laughs> papaki. Papaki. Now to me, papaki means a little motor scooter, right? Yes. <laughs> so a papaki motor scooter at you know, and but I like the papaki. I like that. When they told me about papaki, at, fir- at first I thought duck. No, that's a papia. And then I thought papaki. I remember a little papaki. They, it's a, a nickname for a little Vespa or one of those things. So, yeah, that's where they can find me. And then just, you know, if they go online, you can find all kinds. I usually Google works, too, I find. A lot of people want to get a hold of me. Just go to Google. Just Google it up. But uh, pretty cool. Well, Angelo, thank you very much for joining us today on the, the holiday edition of our show. And best of luck with your continued work. And best wishes also for a Merry Christmas and for a very happy new year. Thank you, uh, Michali. Same to you and your family and to all the listeners. Yalava potepetheni. You know, Greece will never die. Not in our hearts, anyway. Thanks, Michalis.